Welcome to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience dating, love, and relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach and attachment expert, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about boundaries, specifically five signs that you need better boundaries. I think for the vast majority of people, their boundaries could use some work. And I'm going to start by saying that, you know, this is not a niche problem. This is not something that a small handful of people struggle with. And I think boundaries is is one of those areas where it's not until we start to look at it through the lens of boundaries that we realize how many aspects of our lives might be adversely impacted by less than ideal boundaries. So hopefully today's episode will give you a bit of insight into where your boundaries could use some work and some direction on how to start making those changes so that you can not only build healthier relationships, build more self-trust, but really free up a lot of energy. Because as we'll talk about being boundaryless or having poor boundaries is a huge drain on your energy. And that obviously has really adverse impacts for your overall well-being. Before we dive into that, a couple of quick announcements. The first being to let you know that I'm running a masterclass on boundaries. It's called Better Boundaries. Uh, and that is in a few days time. So I would love to have you there. It's going to be a really wonderful masterclass I'm bursting at the seams with content that I want to share and teach there so much so that I think down the track, I might need to turn it into its own course, but for the time being, it's going to be a live masterclass. So if you'd like to join us, head to the show notes and save your seat. And of course, if you're unable to join live, there's going to be a recording distributed to everyone who signs up that you'll have lifetime access to. The second announcement is just to share the podcast review of the week If you're unfamiliar, this is a new segment that I've introduced just to thank you for taking the time to leave a review and to encourage anyone listening to do so as well. It is undeniably the most effective way to get the word out about the podcast to help more and more people. So if you do enjoy the podcast and you could spare a minute to leave a review, it is much appreciated. This week's review is, I love this podcast. Stephanie's incredibly helpful and spot on with her insight on attachment and relationships. She has helped me so much with her knowledge in so many instances and situations in my life and relationship. She's a must listen. Thank you, Stephanie. So if that was your review, please do send me a message on Instagram or an email and I will send you a small gift as a way to say thank you. Okay, so let's dive into five signs you need better boundaries. The first one that I want to share here is you often feel guilty about saying no. So this is obviously quite a broad statement and it is broad in its application. It can apply to a lot of areas of life. For example, when someone asks something of you and your honest answer would be no, but you say yes, because you would feel guilty turning them down. This might be, you know, someone invites you somewhere, they ask you for help. They ask you if you're available. This could be friends. This could be at work, right? Your default is really to say yes and to go with the flow rather than telling the truth about your preference or your capacity. Now, of course, and this will be a theme throughout our discussion more broadly today, 
this isn't about, you know, being self-obsessed and, you know, prioritizing yourself to the exclusion of all else. Uh, But with all work around boundaries, we want to be finding that healthy middle. And I think a lot of people who struggle with boundaries tend to go to the extreme ends of self-sacrifice, of minimizing their needs, their preferences, just trying to make themselves small and easy uh, because they're so uncomfortable with the idea of inconveniencing anyone. And they really see almost their existence, they're having needs as an inconvenience that they are trying to minimize and manage on behalf of other people. So if you notice that in yourself, this tendency to feel guilty about saying no or to equate saying no with being selfish, thinking that saying yes when really you mean no is a way to you know, not rock the boat, to keep the peace, to be approved of, to be liked, then that's definitely a sign that your boundaries could use some work. Okay. The next one that I want to offer you here is you take responsibility for other people. So this might mean taking responsibility for their problems, taking responsibility for their emotion, their moods, you know, just making sure that you're in control and micromanaging other people's lives, whether that's with their permission or in an unsolicited kind of gratuitous way, having this energy of, of launching yourself into someone else's life and taking responsibility for all of that, taking it upon yourself to fix, to control, to manage other people's stuff is definitely a sign that you need to work on your boundaries. That's what we would call a porous output boundary. That sounds a little bit jargony, but basically meaning that as between you and other people, you know, outgoing boundaries. So looking at your behavior towards others, there's a lot of holes there. It means you insert yourself into other people's business. You take responsibility for other people's stuff. This is really, really damaging because you're essentially taking on something that you have no control over and really no business in taking on as your own. It's this idea of what's often called enmeshment. You know, I don't know where I end and you begin. So I expect you to take on all of my problems and I take on all of your problems. Another example of this is, you know, offering gratuitous advice to people and thinking that you know better than they do how, you know, they should live their life, how they should solve a problem, how they should approach a situation really sort of inserting yourself into that. Uh, so that's, that is a boundary issue and it's something that you should work on because as much as you might have the story that you're being helpful or, you know, another version of this is if I didn't do that, everything would fall apart, right? If I didn't help them, if I didn't manage their feelings, if I didn't try and make them happy when they're sad, then everything would fall apart. And there's this over-functioning thing, right? But I think we really need to look at that because often that over-functioning enables someone else's under-functioning. And again, that's not really serving anyone. It's certainly not serving you. So if that's a pattern that you notice in yourself, this tendency to feel responsible for other people's stuff, that's a sign that you need better boundaries. Okay. The next one here is that you tend to overextend yourself and then you end up feeling overwhelmed, depleted, and resentful, right? So again, this is one that has application not only in relationships, but you know, friendships, family, work. You're taking on more than you have capacity to reasonably take on. And then 
you know, the tank is empty because you just keep saying yes and yes and yes. You know, it sort of links back to that, that first point around feeling guilty saying no. So you overextend yourself and then you are so burnt out as a result of it and you end up feeling resentful and sort of angry or bitter towards the people in your life, even though, you know, that actually started with your saying yes uh, and, you know, taking on more than you had capacity to take on. So again, people often sort of respond to this by saying, well, I don't have a choice. I'm busy and I have all these different things. You know, I might have aging parents and I have a demanding job and I have young children and I don't have a choice. I am sort of burnt out against my own will. And of course, I'm not going to deny the reality of, you know, the demands of life, but I think there is still a lot in that where we are contributing to our own suffering. And, you know, this might look like not asking people for help or not accepting help when it's offered Um, or doing a sort of self-sacrificial martyrdom thing of, oh, I'll just do it myself because it's easier and not allowing, you know, other people to pitch in. So I think that this trope of just overextending yourself, uh, continuing to sort of burn yourself out uh, because you either, you know, take on more than you can or you won't accept help from people. You won't ask for help. That's definitely a sign that you need better boundaries around your time and energy. Uh, and that might mean letting some people down. And I think we have to really get curious about what we're afraid would happen if we didn't live that way, if we didn't overfunction, if we didn't overextend, if we didn't overgive and self-sacrifice to extreme degrees, what are we afraid would happen? Because I think we have to look at what it's costing us to live like that. Um, and again, while I recognize that you know, life can be demanding, there's also often a lot that can be done to create those boundaries and to say no and to put structures in place, whether it's things as simple as, you know, being available at all hours to your boss, uh, feeling pressure to respond to emails straight away, feeling like you need to make yourself available to friends who are going through a tough time uh, for them to sort of emotionally vent, even if you don't really have bandwidth for it. You don't always have to be available to everyone at all times. And feeling that way is a good sign that you need to work on your boundaries. Okay. The next one here is even if you do set boundaries, you rarely follow through on them. So this is, I think for a lot of people, when they discover that they have a boundary problem, that they need to get better at setting boundaries, they sort of take that first step and they go, oh, okay, I set the boundary but they're not respecting it. What do I do now? Right. And so they, they struggle to follow through on their own boundary. And this leads them to give people not only second chances, but third, fourth, fifth chances, uh, when it comes to sort of bad behavior in relationships or just otherwise situations that are not healthy, not working for them. So I think that, you know, I, I often emphasize this is a boundary is so much more than than words. A boundary is not just saying, please don't do that again. If the person then continues to behave in a certain way, there's a point at which your boundary has to become action, right? Your boundary has to cross the line from words and communication to follow through. Because unfortunately, 
and this can be really disappointing and frustrating in relationships in particular, in the absence of accountability, some people will just continue to cross that line. If there are no consequences other than your temporary anger or frustration or upset, then they may well continue to act in that way that allows them to have their cake and eat it too. If your boundary is sort of you getting angry and throwing your hands up and saying, how could you, uh, but then sort of getting over it and moving on, it's sort of more an empty threat than it is a boundary. And that's really not what we're talking about when we're talking about boundaries. So again, this is, could be a whole topic in and of itself. This, what does it look like to follow through on a boundary and how to communicate the gravity of a boundary when it is something that's really important to you and it is a bright line issue. But if you notice that tendency in yourself to set boundaries and then either renege on them or or fail to follow through or, you know, fail to actually enforce the boundary once it's been articulated to someone, that's a sign that there's still more work to be done for you when it comes to boundaries. Okay. The last one that I want to offer you here is you often feel resistant or avoidant and not in an attachment sense, just in the sense of wanting to avoid people or situations where you anticipate your boundary is going to be crossed, but you don't know how to set the boundary. So what do I mean by this? An example might be you have a friend and you know that they're going through a tough time in their relationship and they usually come to you for advice and you don't have the bandwidth to give them advice. So instead of saying that, communicating, Hey, I'm really sorry that you're not feeling great at the moment, but I'm absolutely exhausted from work this week. And I don't really have capacity right now to talk about it. Can we chat in a few days? You feel so uncomfortable with setting a boundary and communicating that directly. So instead you avoid it altogether. Another example might be, you know, avoiding calls from a family member when you just don't know how to deal with it, you don't know how to set the boundary or, you know, avoiding a difficult conversation with someone at work because you don't know how to manage and you don't trust yourself to manage your boundaries. You become very, very resistant altogether, right? It's just, I I pendulum swing the other way and just want to categorically avoid this personal situation because I know myself, I know that if I get into it, I will not respect my own boundaries. I will not keep myself safe in that situation. I won't advocate for myself. I'll sort of crumble and start fawning or placating or taking on other people's stuff, all those things we've talked about. And I don't want to do that because I know what it costs me. And so I just avoid it altogether. And while there may be circumstances where that's the best course of action, but in most cases, the healthiest path is to actually engage and set the boundary rather than avoiding the situation so that you don't have to. And just the fact that you notice yourself wanting to avoid it is a good sign that your boundaries need some work. Not even just the boundaries themselves, but the way that you relate to the idea of setting boundaries is in need of work. And, you know, this, this sort of springs into a broader conversation, which I don't have time for now, but I'll certainly go into in my Better Boundaries Masterclass next week. 
But I think we have to ask ourselves if we notice any of these signs coming up, it's like, what am I afraid would happen if I set healthy boundaries? And it is a loaded area for a lot of us because, you know, whether you've got fears that you'll be uh, smothered by someone or that someone will take advantage of you or that, um, you know, you'll be disliked if you set a boundary or that you'll be abandoned or that people will leave you or people will think you're rude or selfish or whatever it might be. I think we have to get curious around what am I afraid would happen if I set the boundary, if I said no, if I said I don't have capacity, if I said, sorry, that doesn't work for me, what am I afraid would happen? And this is a powerful question. Whenever we notice any sort of emotional or relational pattern, what am I afraid would happen if I didn't do that, didn't do my default thing? And that usually points us to the the underlying issue or the underlying fear that we are managing with our behavior. So I hope that that's been helpful. To recap, the five signs you need better boundaries were you often feel guilty about saying no, you take responsibility for other people and you struggle with that enmeshment kind of behavior. You tend to overextend yourself and then end up feeling depleted and resentful. Even if you do set boundaries, you rarely follow through on them and you can feel resistant or avoidant towards situations or people who you think are going to violate those boundaries because you don't trust your ability to set them. So I hope that this has been really helpful. As I said, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do take the time to leave a five-star rating and a review. It is immensely helpful. And I am so, so grateful to all of you who take the time and I read every single one of them. So even if I don't read them out on the show, trust me, I've read them and I really do appreciate them from the bottom of my heart. So thank you so much. And again, if you'd like to come along to the Better Boundaries workshop, it's going to be great and you can sign up in the show notes. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining me and I will see you again next week. Thanks guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love, and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.